Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, 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 what up, what up, and welcome back to the Fight Podcast, your weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm Serge Vicente, and we have a great show lined up for you today. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with one of the most dynamic young prospects in all of MMA, okay? Competing currently for Combates Americas, we have Joey El Casador Ruquet, but before I get into that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show, checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate. The Fight Podcast is on all places where you currently listen to podcasts Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. All right. So today we have a great show lined up for you guys today. Um, I definitely had the unique pleasure of speaking with Joey Ruquette. Joey competes with Combatas Americas, which is the world's premier Latin American organization, in MMA that is, where he represents my island of Puerto Rico. Joey is one of the most dynamic young fighters you'll ever find. He's extremely well-rounded, and when he's in the cage, he truly embodies his nickname of El Cacedor, the Hunter. You guys are going to love this convo. Joey is a super cool dude, and he talks about his starting a sport, moving across the country, Puerto Rico, Combatas Americas, the organization, his last fight, what's next for him, and so much more. Look, with that being said, please enjoy my convo with El Cazador, Joey Ruquette. Enjoy. Hey, how's it going, man? Good, bro. How's everything? Pretty good, pretty good. Bro, I appreciate you joining me today, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man. Dude, I can't lie, man. You're, you're the first interview I've had since I moved into this new spot, and I didn't realize how bad it looks like I live in my mom's basement. I got to fix that in the background, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look. Throw some neon lights and stuff, make it look like a rave party. You know what I'm saying? I have to do something, bro. I, like I said, I just turned the camera on. <laughs> And I was like, oh, Joe, that's not a good look. I was like, man, <laughs> man how's everything going today, man? Hey, yo, again, I appreciate you joining me today. I know you've been training and everything, bro. But, man, thank you for joining me on the Fight Podcast. Yeah, no problem. 
Definitely, man. So, first question I had to ask, bro. How does a Puerto Rican, like I said, get all the way to Vegas, man? Like I said, look, my family, we stopped in Chicago. I don't know. I don't know if we went farther <laughs> west than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, my mom met my dad in New York, and they had me in Florida. Okay. So I grew up in Florida, and uh, when I met my first coach, we mm-hmm. were training out there. And I think when I was about 18, mm-hmm. he uh, said he was going to close the gym mm-hmm. and move to Vegas. And he told me, hey, man, I think you should come to Vegas. Uh, I got, I had a really good career out there. I feel you can really shine out there. I didn't even think about it. I was like, yes, yes. Dude, that's dope. A lot of people training, and like I said, I used to, you know, compete. Uh, and you, you rarely have an opportunity to like that to say, like, that when a coach is like, "Hey, man, we're gonna do bigger and better things. Why don't you come with me?" So, I mean, mm-hmm. dude, how has that helped your just already, just like your development? And I mean, starting off, that I'm assuming that makes you feel like, "Yo, this is my job now." You know, that has yeah. to do like great for your career. Oh uh, yeah, um, it changed my life completely. Uh, <laughs> one because it, it was. And very unplanned journey. You know, when I when I yeah. moved out here, I was 19. I moved out here with just a suitcase, no car lined up, no job lined up, no house to stay in. Just, hey, I'm gonna go be a pro fighter, mom. I love you. Left my wife when she was uh, pregnant with my kids. Still, you know, Dude. and and just following a dream. And I made it happen, walking 20 miles a day for a job that didn't pay nothing to now being able to train full time and get paid to do it. That's what's up, man. So for yourself, and again, like I said, you have a unique path being like growing up in um, in Florida, moving and everything. What brought you to martial arts in general, man? Because I've realized, especially the more and more I talk to people, everyone has such a unique journey. It's not like I just walked into a taekwondo class when I was a kid. You know, there's yeah. so many different, uh, you know, you know, paths. What what brought you all the way? Just saying, yo, this I'm going all in. You made that that choice. You're like, man, I'm doing it all in. What made you get to the point that you're like going all in? Yeah. So um, when I was younger, I mean, it, it, it was tough growing up. I, mm-hmm. You know. I, I grew up with an older brother and he used to make me and my little brother kind of fight each other a little bit, you know, you know how older <laughs> brothers are. So, I mean, I grew I, up, I had an older cousin, bro. I understand. It's, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, I mean, doing that as a young kid and then going into like public schools and stuff, I was constantly getting into fights, mm-hmm. constantly getting in trouble. Uh, I mean, it would get bad, man. Like I, I would yeah. get locked up or I would get on probation or anything. And it got so bad that I ended up getting locked up for about two and a half, almost, almost two years. And, uh, when I got out is, uh, when I met my first coach when I was 17 years old, I was training a little bit with my, you know, older brother and stuff Mm -hmm. younger. But once, uh, once I was 17, I met my first martial arts coach and, uh, he showed me a couple moves mm-hmm. and I fell in love. I was like, I want to do this. I came in and he would just show me one time and I pick up on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just being naturally a, a good fighter, or, you know, just fight my whole entire life. But I picked on it, picked up on it so quick, man. Uh, 
I never even had my white or blue belt. I went straight to purple belt. I went against this school, and I, I went in there with knowing five submissions and just studied the crap out of them and make them very, very executed them very well. Went into a school and didn't get mm-hmm. submitted by nobody under a purple and submitted everybody, even the purples. So That's he just up. he gave me the purple belt, and then uh, my first first fight i ever did was seven fights and and two no i'm sorry yeah seven fights in two days it was a, a strongman competition yeah yo and that's like your first like exposure all like of competing like right after bat like yeah, seven fights two days ever cage fight was seven fights in two days well look man that that's definitely one of those moments that by that point in time you would have if you didn't like it you would have found out that day man so obviously i wasn't you gonna do it to. man what convinced uh, you to do it? My best friend George, you know, like I was trying to become a pro skater. That was my dream first. Pro of all. skater? Yeah, I was, you know, I was getting pretty good. You know, I had sponsors, you know, I was I was getting there, I was doing competitions here and there and uh I was really wanting to get on Zoo York, but after everything okay. had happened, you know, I found a gym. They said, Hey, if I continue to do good and keep skating, maybe they'll take me back. And my buddy George is like, he's like, just do the fight. He's like, you fight anyways. Just go in there and win. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, man. So I went out there, won all seven fights, got the Oklahoma State title. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I won the Florida State title, then the ISK Bantamweight title, then moved to Vegas, won the Tough Enough 135-pound title, and the King of the Cage 145-pound title, then went pro. That's what's up, man. Well, look, I, I don't think people understand First of all, how difficult it is for most people to get a purple belt, right? How long it yeah. takes. Bro, I've been training for like eight years. Nowhere close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, I did uh, have my purple belt for five years, though. My coach didn't make it easy to get the brown. Ah, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Um, watching you compete, man, you're honestly you're devastating on the ground your grappling is nasty you know um you're, and you're really really versatile uh i've seen you be able to do like work from your back as well as like i said just slice through people's guard over the top on top but you can also dynamic with your striking super dynamic with your leg kicks um what do you attribute to you like i said just your progress i mean because realistically bro you haven't even been compete training that long yeah um I'm actually striker based. That's my first thing. Okay. I'm a Dutch kickboxer. That's what I started with. And jujitsu is secondary to me. You know, if I go down to the ground, I try to execute a submission within five to 10 seconds. If I can't submit, I try to stand Go up. Right back up. And, and that's where I made a mistake in my last fight is, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I didn't try to submit right away. I got too calm and tried mm-hmm. to seize the moment a little bit too much and gave him his opening, you know? So right. uh, that's a mistake that won't ever happen again, you know? Um, yeah. And you said it yourself. You seem like somebody who's always adapting. I mean, do you watch a lot of film, like even on yourself? And like you see, because I think you're like a seem like you you grab everything so quickly. You know, do you like study it a lot? I'm very good at just keeping it in my head. Like I don't really watch videos of it, mm-hmm. but I'm very good at recording of what happened. I can see it. For some reason, I can see it in first person, second person, and third person view, and I view it in multiple scenarios and i can come up with ways in ways out and i talk about it with my coach and he confirms it and it's good to go you know yeah that's dope man just uh so you just i mean honestly you just have like a natural feel for the game just you know like that natural athleticism and everything that's fire man um 
you're fighting now with uh, Combates America, man. Yeah. Um, I love what they're doing. Just like obviously having everything with, you know, at least from the outside looking outside looking in, it looks like a well-run organization, right? <laughs> obviously, yeah, no, I'm not there. Cool. I don't know. Uh, but how do you feel about what they're doing, especially with what they're doing for Latin American MMA? And I, honestly, for like guys like you and I, we're Puerto Rican, we don't have, I mean, we all know about Puerto Rico's boxing history and boxing yeah. legacy. You know, you being somebody who's like one of the real pioneers of Puerto Rican MMA, you got Des Bermudez who just retired. You know, uh, how do you feel about the state of Puerto Rico and MMA? How can we get it bigger there? And also, just about, just let me know a little bit about Combates. Yeah, man. Um, how they're combining all Latin America, I love it because it makes the competition a lot better. I mean, there's some hard oh, motherfuckers yeah. in there. You oh, know, yeah, man. I love it. And uh, that that's what I like. I don't like theater fights, and everybody in there is tough. So I give Kumbate for putting on some, some really good fights. And as far as organizing nasty dudes in that organization, man. Yeah, you know, they, they take care of everybody. You know, everyone's treated like family, you know, just, just like if you were to go in another Latin Hispanic's home and they would treat you yeah. like family, it's almost the same way. Oh, bro, that warms my heart, man. It makes me feel like you walk into a spot and they hand you a place out of Roconat Bichuela or something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good people, good people. That's what's up, man. Um, Being so still young in your career, uh, how do you feel the experience of honestly fighting in such like that that tournament you just competed in was a big tournament yeah. you know and, and um, with a lot of guys with a lot of experience and you did really well so for you like how do you feel like being so early in your career how does that experience help you moving forward um honestly Well, I mean, I I normally don't even fight 145. I like to keep 135, but unfortunately, a couple of my fights have been at 145. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it doesn't affect me losing uh, Mm -hmm. that tournament. Um, But I guess the game is that I felt that they were so much stronger in a way Mm -hmm. that it's been making me, I mean, I'm, I'm going twice as hard in all my training like I'm, I'm i'm doubling up all my uh strength training i'm doubling up my jits doubling up my striking doubling up i'm doing yoga and balancing breathing tests all kinds of stuff i'm trying to become a completely different animal so i think it's not helped my mm-hmm. career but i feel it's gonna benefit me mentally uh, and physically so it, it definitely sound, feels like just listening to you, man, I kind of like lit that fire even more like, yo, like I'm doing this. Like I'm in it, you know, you're kind of like still even more so getting all into it. Yeah, I, I just I, I saw it so clear. You know, I, I've never been so ready for that mm-hmm. tournament, man. I was going in there. I knew I was going to take it. I knew it. And I just let the moment I tried. I tried to, to just be too calm and I, yeah. I, I let it get away from me. You know, it happens, and I don't mm-hmm. take nothing away from Kennedy because he executed yeah. his game very, very well. You know, he knew he was a bigger, stronger guy, and so he went in there and he manhandled like he was supposed to. Right. Um, I failed on my end on just trying to, you know, out-technique him, and mm-hmm. I should have been working a scramble to get up or, you know, working a scramble to get a submission. But, uh Man, you know, I'll do it again. I'll fight Kennedy again. I, I would do it. 
Oh, what I dude, I can. I mean, the fight again from the beginning of it. It was you can see it seemed like again your skill level can show like your movement yeah. and everything. He, he's definitely more of a, a a robotic kind of stocky guy in comparison, right? Yeah. Um, do you see yourself staying at 145? Do you want to stay at that weight class now? No, I, I signed my contract at 135, but okay. an opportunity comes for $100,000 to go up a weight class. I'm rolling about the dice, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. It's all about it. Um, you said something that is interesting, and I've been asking people about this um, because mental health and people getting their mindset and everything is such a big talking point nowadays right everybody's talking about it you got like Charlemagne writing books you have all kind of stuff going on um for yourself do have you done any type of mental like training do you have anything or you just like is is that anything that even other like phases you in any way no that's one thing i've been really good at when it comes to the fight game um <laughs> i might seem nervous a day or two before but when it comes down to i'm warmed up and i'm i'm in there dude it's i feel like i can mentally go into my opponent and take his soul like i know i could just get in there and just i'm, I'm just i'm dead i completely come i'm no longer joey i am el cazador once i step in that cage i'm El cazador it's a whole different person it's a different hunger uh you know i'm actually ready to die when i go in that cage some people are just oh i love this sport this and that mm-hmm. i'm ready to sacrifice my life in that cage because i got a different mentality when it comes down to someone stepping in the cage with me they're trying to steal from my family and i i'll be damned if i let anybody do that man that's what's up yeah. dude that that's what's up man yo um you're also, like I said, I'm sure this goes plays into it. You're a family man, also. You know, yeah. I mean, ha- carrying that, and, it, and it may, again, it makes me think about it because, again, we just saw like Donald Cerrone. Ever since I feel like he's had a kid, he's been like trying to rip people's heads off, right? And it seems like people do one of two things. It's like they be one, they might become softer, or they become even that much more like ready to go. Um, yeah. Is your family for you? Are they like that same type of inspiration where you're like, no, like I'm doing this for them. I, I want to like rip, like you're not taking food out of our mouth, you know, no, kind yeah. of thing. You 100%. Know, that's what's up. Uh, for just. Um, do does your family watch the fights do you have them like come out to it or are they uh like how do you like does everybody so when i fought in mexico i had my wife kid my mom there when i fight in cali you know they're always there i can always hear my kid in the way and go dad you know and i I hear that and i just i get even more it just hypes me up and i'm like oh i'm gonna get this boy (laughs) that's what's up so your kid like knows what you do and everything like he understands he, he trains with me he knows like uh he always calls me the champion, you know. He's like, hey, you're the champion, Dad. He sees all the belts. He's like, you're going to win because you're the champion. And I was like, that's right, buddy. I'm the champion. That's dope, man. Yo, that has to be cool, man, to be able to have your kid, like, at the gym with you. Yeah. Like, that has to be one of the best kind of moments in there, man. He's got one of those strange gifts, too, man. Like, I, I don't really train him. Mm-hmm. But when he, lately, you know, I've been training him, but I really don't sit aside and like, hey, do you want to train? He just comes to me. He's like, hey, dad, can I punch? And I just started teaching him. This kid picked it up so quick. I'm doing combos that I do with pro fighters on this kid. Slips, head movements, and, you know, I'm working on his footwork. And he picks it up so quick. His hand-eye coordination is insane. Yo, that's you dope. Know? How old is he? Crazy. He's six. Oh, man. 
Hey, so what, what you're telling me, man, is that I feel like, again, you guys, you're fighting at 145. Eventually, I need to get you fight like Max Holloway, and then the kids sit there got to go off on it because yeah. he's always showing his, like, six-year-old kid running around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to stay at 135, though. I mean, that's 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 my plan. That's, that's my way class. Yeah. yeah, 135 is good for me. Um. And we, I touched on this a little bit. And again, thanks for your time today, bro. I really do appreciate it, man. I know you're training, you're busy. Um, but I, I do, do want to get your thoughts on, again, Puerto Rican MMA. Why don't you think it's taken off for as big as boxing has? I mean, I know boxing has its history, but are we starting to get more people like into it? Or why hasn't it become bigger in our community? I have no idea, but I would love to get involved on trying to make it you know, become something. I would love to be, you know, myself one day I, when I'm when I'm gone. I'd love to be a statue of me up in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, so I would I would love to be an idol for Puerto Rico and all that. So I mean, to help it expand out there, to even go out there and do seminars and teach. You know, I would have love you to been able involved. to do that at all? I haven't. You know, uh, I'm just now got good management and That's things are going to start picking up. I'm I'm just now starting my new contract. That's uh, great, man. Congrats, bro. So all that's going to pick up. So hopefully I can not work full time and train full time. That's great, man. Hey, and they always say when fighters get to that point where they're finally able to just focus on fighting, that's when the game really takes off. You're yeah. as dangerous as you've been, and you've been splitting time. It's gonna be hard to like see what's gonna come for you, you know, once you actually are able to dedicate that same type of time to it. Yeah, dope, man. What, well, bro? Thank you for everything. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, where can uh people find you, man? If they're looking for you on uh, social media and stuff. Yeah, so I use my Instagram and my Facebook majority of the time, but it's under Joey El Cazador Bruquet. Cool, dope, man. Um, are you are you have anything scheduled at any point in time soon uh, in fighting? Uh, I just finished my suspension, so we're gonna be looking at the end of February, middle of March, hopefully. That's what's up, man. Well, look, I'll keep my eyes open for it, man. I'll definitely talk about your fight when you when it's announced on the Fight Podcast. Uh, thank you again, bro. And uh, like I said, man, hopefully we get a chance to do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Take care. You too. All right, peace out. All right, all right, all right. Um, we're back, and this is the Fight Podcast. Look, I want to thank Joey Ruquet so much for joining me on today's show. If you have not been able to check them out, go ahead. I mean, Combat this Americas, you can see them on Fight Pass. Uh, obviously, look them up on YouTube and online. But uh, follow Joey Ruquet on all social media platforms at Joey El Casador. Um, super dope dude. Really, really super talented fighter, man. He's going to be doing a lot. And we're going to honestly, we're going to be hearing a lot of him, especially over the next couple years, man. So keep your eyes and ears open for Joey. All right. Um, look, man, it's another great episode, man. Again, I want to thank Joey for coming in. This is Serge Vicente. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today on episode 69 of the Fight Podcast. Look, We'll be back really, really soon. We're going to go have have some boxing breakdowns coming up this week and so much more. But 
With that being said, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Follow me at Serge Vicente and support the show by checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to us today. And uh, I will see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out. <laughs>